Does your heart desire a clean home that serves your family and is one that your family can thrive in? And no, I'm not talking about the latest HGTV show that gives a depiction of a perfectly clean and everything is uh, up to date and it's all trendy and all that kind of stuff. What I'm talking about is a home, actually the home you live in right now, that one would do quite well and would be perfect. Do you desire for that to be a home that serves your family instead of you serving it? Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Did you know that weekly I send out an email? straight to your inbox so that you don't miss anything at Little by Little Homeschool. That way you don't have to come back and check your podcast. You don't have to go over to Instagram, Facebook, and check on things. It will come straight to your inbox because mama, I know you're busy. If you are not on that list, go ahead and check out the link in the show notes. And I promise I won't spam you and you can just get information about what's going on because I've got some fun things coming ahead that I'm really excited about and I don't want you to miss out on it. But So go ahead and check out that link. But let's today talk about a couple of keys to successfully maintaining a clean home as a homeschooling homemaker. Do you start your days feeling behind already? Are you maneuvering around piles of maybe it's laundry or clothing that's too small for your kids? Do you have a long list of projects that you would like to get done around the house? If you answered yes to any of those, we are going to tackle those today. And I am excited to give you a couple of basically, well, four, four keys, four key steps in order to feel like you are not just surviving, but you are thriving in your home as well. When my children were little, there were years and years that James worked third shift and some other crazy shifts. I look back now and I'm like, wow, how in the world did we do it? And I'm not really quite sure, but by the grace of God, we did. And a lot of the day in and day out things around the house was completely on me. And I found for myself that if my house was in chaos, My heart was too. The funny thing is I was a slob, absolute slob growing up. And I made a pivot, a shift when I was in college and I had a very small space that was completely my own. And that was all of what would be quote unquote my home. Because growing up, if my room was a mess, I could just go somewhere else in the house. But once I had a smaller space, I became a lot more neat. And my mom, (laughs) to say she was shocked, would be an understatement. And then eventually when I, you know, had a home, I I tried to maintain uh, some type of semblance to it. Because I found that if my house was in chaos, if the space that I was residing within, my heart was in chaos too. And I did not thrive very well in some type of chaos environment and my heart in chaos as well. Now, this doesn't mean that everything in our homes has to be pristine. Yes, we should aim to have a clean environment, but 
I'm going to tell you right now, we can dive into this. That would be maybe another topic is kind of how to rotate things. My house is never fully clean on any one day. Now, when James and I were first married, we had an apartment and the entire place was scoured, was cleaned every single day. Every Saturday I had a routine. That's what I would do because he worked a weird shift. But at this point, There is never any time that it is all completely clean. Even if we're having company, I'll be like, okay, where's the company going to be? We'll, you know, we'll touch on those spaces. But if you are wondering why I even, why should homemaking even be important? I want you to go back and I want you to listen to episode seven. And in it, I dove a bit into why homemaking is important and how it can lead you to success in your homeschooling and in your parenting as well. So go ahead and jump back to episode seven. Nowadays with three teens, my house isn't full of toys. Unless you want to consider drum sets, uh, I think we got a weightlifting bench and all kinds of weights. Uh, we've got a 3D printer. I have a lot of remote control trucks and that kind of stuff. You consider that toys, and yes, I still do have that kind of stuff. But I remember back 10 plus years ago when there were baskets of toys in pretty much every single room. We had extra saucers, pack and plays. There was Legos. There was like you know, child life-size houses in our house and dolls everywhere. And I look back now. And so if you are in this season where you're like, yep, I got that. I got that. I got that. Yep. That's exactly what my house looks like, Lee. I'm going to tell you right now, I know that it feels overwhelming and it was overwhelming for me at the time too. But you want to hear something crazy? I look back at that time now and I look back with fondness and I want to encourage, this is a complete aside, take pictures, take pictures of the mess of the chaos of the house. We're going to talk about how to kind of get things cleaned up a bit, but understand that the mess is going to happen. It's going to happen. And if you go back and listen to that episode seven, you'll hear a story that I told in the beginning about uh, two friends and one that worked and one didn't work and the fact that the state of their homes were different and it was a reflection of whether they were living in their home or not living in their home. So understand that living in your home is going to, there's going to be stuff. And we all found that when we had children, that stuff became a lot of stuff. All that to say, coming from an old homeschool mom is just that you are feeling maybe overwhelmed right now with all of the things and understand that maybe some of those things don't need to be in the house. And we can talk about it in another episode as well about how to kind of go through things. But understand that someday you'll look back and be like, oh, do you remember all the baskets, all the little toys and, you know, the talking Elmo that would talk in the middle of the night? Okay, that's completely off topic. But let's jump into now four keys to successfully maintaining a clean home as a homeschooling homemaker. All four of these keys will apply whether you have young children or you have older children. And I want you to remember that your children live in your home as well obviously. (laughs) And I want you to include them. They are a part of this. They are making a mess. They can be a part of cleaning it up. So I want you to encourage them to be a part of this. So the first key is to do one of two things, either straighten up as the day goes along or set a specific time. I remember there was a year or so there when my husband was working kind of a normal shift or maybe a couple years and we would do, I knew what he would, that he'd be home at five o'clock. And so at 4.30, Every day I would set a timer and we would all run around and clean up. I would give them designated areas and tell them specifically what to do so that when he walked in, I I don't know if he thought that we played all day or not. We just kind of sat there and twiddled our thumbs waiting for him. But the house was fairly neat when he came home. It's amazing how you can take an entire day to make a mess and within 30 minutes, it can all be cleaned up. Now, when my kids are really young, I would maybe set a timer for 10 minutes or so. Granted, then, you know, the bulk of the work would uh, happen with me. But another option then is to kind of straighten up as the day goes along. 
And nobody says that you can't do both of those. You can straighten up things as you go along. When breakfast is done, clean up from breakfast dishes. When lunch is done, clean up lunch dishes. Those kinds of things can be done as the day goes on. And you can also set specific times. I am a huge advocate for both of those things to do um, throughout the day. But if maybe one of those works more so for you in this season of life, that's okay too. But just know that both of them are an option. Now, what about that to-do list, those projects, those things you want to get done? That's the second key here. And you know what? I've been saying four keys here and I'm just going to put myself out there. I am not perfect. There's three keys. <laughs> As I'm looking at number two, I'm like, wait a minute, there's only three of them there. Okay, so let's back up the train. There's three keys. Okay, let's go back to number two. The second one is to do one thing on your to-do, on your task or project list, whatever that is. Maybe it is to uh, clean the shower. Maybe it is to clean out a junk drawer. Maybe it is to go through somebody's closet, but there's all of those things that kind of hang over our head. Oh, I got to clean out little Joey's closet. Oh, I can't even get the junk drawer closed anymore. And don't tell me you don't have a junk drawer because I know you do. I actually have two of them. So I will confess that to you. Maybe the kitchen dishes are a mess. Maybe your homeschool area needs to be cleaned up. And some of these things might take more time than other other things. It might not be able to be accomplished in just that day, but if you can find smaller projects to do every single day, maybe it is a change in seasons and you want to decorate your porch for that season. Make that your project by checking off those things just little by little every single day. And again, my house, not all of this is ever done in every in, in any single day of our entire life. And the moment I accepted that was the moment I felt really free. A great way to figure out what is it I want to do is to sit down, get a piece of paper, just grab a line piece of paper from your kid's school area. And I have been known to go around my house and to stand in every single room. You can separate it out if you want, if you want to write down dining room and then put a list underneath it, kitchen, put a list underneath it, and just write down the things that are bothering you. Because I have found that it once it's all in my head, it really aggravates me even more. But when I have it written down on a list, and then I can go back and say, okay, today I have 15 minutes what on this list will only take me 15 minutes that would make me feel really good about getting done? And maybe the next day you might end up having an hour. Maybe everybody takes a good long nap or maybe you just say, you know what? Y'all are going to watch Swiss Family Robinson again. So mom can maybe get two hours worth of a project done. That might be something bigger like painting a bathroom or something, but it doesn't have to be even be anything big like that. Again, junk drawer, cleaning out the refrigerator organizing uh, shoes in the coat closet, whatever it is, go ahead and write those down. And this can be like a running list. So maybe take multiple pieces of paper. I've, I have done that as well. And I've even taken a piece of paper and on one side, I'll write down one room and I'll just write everything for that room. And then on the back side, I'll say another room and then a second sheet. And it'll just, that way I can cross things off as I do them. And then I can add things on because maybe I did go through the kitchen cabinets and reorganize all the pots and pans and uh, two months later, it needs to be done again. I can go ahead and write it on the list and I can get that checked off again. Let's go on to number three. Remember, there's only three of them, not four. I'm sorry. On um, Spur in the moment, I can't even, I'm kind of blanking on what the th what a fourth one was to add it in, but we can do more homemaking episodes in the future as well. Okay, so number one is to straighten up as the day goes along and you can set specific times of cleanup time for the family. Second key is to do one thing on your to-do task project list each day. And the third one is, huh, drum roll. This is a really big one. And I know that those of us who don't do this or when we don't do this, it makes a huge difference in our day. But when we do do it, well, I guess it also makes a huge difference, but in a completely positive way. Okay. So number three drum roll here is that I want you to get the kitchen cleaned up every single night. Don't go to bed with a messy kitchen. 
I know that can sometimes be hard, but we're going to do a little bit of hard truth here. And just like I mentioned in that episode seven about homemaking, and when I said in that episode about, well, if you know, if you're annoyed about homemaking and cleaning and and your house is a mess, but you have time to scroll and scroll and scroll on social media, well, you have time to homemake. So if in the evening, I know some of us use, you know, TV or time on our phone or whatever it is to wind down, but... Hard truth here, a little bit of tough love. If you have time to watch a show, even to binge watch a show, you definitely have time to clean the kitchen every single night. You need to recruit your family. Your kids can help at least clean off the table, get everything into the kitchen at the bare minimum. Maybe they can help you load the dishwasher, wipe down the table, everything, clean up everything. If you go to bed, I can promise you that if you go to bed and your kitchen counters are clean, your kitchen sink is cleaned, and you have turned the dishwasher on for the night, you will wake up the next morning and you will actually feel more at peace and more ready for the day. Ever since my children were little, this is what we would do. It was just something that James and I would do together. And there have been many years where I have in the evening, he's been such a blessing, where I have been overwhelmed by the day, I'm worn out, or maybe there are other things that I need to do on my own. Sometimes I've had to run out and do shopping, or maybe they're just things within the home that I would like to get done, and he has taken care of cleaning up the kitchen. And again, that's been a huge blessing. So if you're able to recruit some help in your husband to help out with that, and he is willing to do so, go ahead and take <laughs> take the help that he is willing to offer. There are many times that my husband and I, we kind of, I don't want to say like, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. Like we were like party central, but we hosted a lot of get togethers. That was something that we spent a lot of time doing and it was a huge blessing. That doesn't happen as much anymore. It was more so when we lived in another state and everybody lived super, we had a lot of, a lot of good close friends that live, uh, physically live close to us. But anyway, even we figured out that on those nights, everybody would leave, say it was just a birthday party or something like that, and everybody would leave and we would be left with this huge mess and we would say, forget it, we'll just do it in the morning. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you that every single morning, next morning, we absolutely dreaded it. So now if we ever host anything, so we had a, actually a really huge open house this past December for Christmas. Um, We were estimating about 100 people to come through our house. I think we might have ended up with 75. And this was, I mean, ranging from little kids. uh, The youngest might have been a toddler or something. And all the way up to, I think some people were in their 70s. So it was a great group of people. And when it was over, we didn't just go to bed. We actually cleaned up. And I kind of tapped out. We got done. I did some of the cleaning up and just what was necessary. I mean, all the chairs and extra furniture and stuff that we had up from our basement, we didn't worry about that. However, the kitchen was an absolutely necessary thing to do. And I think I did a couple of little things and I literally went up to go to bed because I had spent all day working on this while everybody else was, you know, I mean, yeah, they helped out, but I was like the main cook and and everything. This is a classic example though of how a routine, something that we do and the fact that we see the benefits in waking up the next day to a clean kitchen is important to the entire family because even though I was like, okay, peace out, I am going to bed, I'm utterly exhausted. James and our children realized that it was more important to just stay up an extra half an hour and get this all done so that we could then start the next day off not behind. So the third key in maintaining a successful homemaking routine and having a clean home is to clean up your kitchen every single night. So what do you think about those keys there, Mama? Do any of them kind of ruffle your feathers? If they do, that might be you knowing deep in your heart 
might be the Holy Spirit too saying, um, that's an area that you should work on because you're going to see the blessing in doing so. And understand that it can take time to create new habits and that is okay. Start today with where you're at. Maybe you can't start with all three of these things. So I guess if I could whittle them down to like the one to start with, and maybe I should have made this number one, but I would, if so, then I would have moved number three to number one, but I wanted to mention it third as like a last impact. If there is one that you're going to start today, and that is that you are going to clean your kitchen every night. And then maybe if I was going to do them in order, then I would add number one with straightening up as the day goes along or setting a specific time to clean up. And then the last thing, once you have those two things well-established, then go ahead and add those, you know, one thing a day that you're working on a task or a project or something on your to-do list that's been hanging over your head. Once you have those two firm foundations of getting your kitchen cleaned up every night and straightening up the house during the day, then go ahead and add some of those fun things. I maybe cleaning out the junk drawer isn't super fun, but after it's done, you're like, ah, that's awesome. Now everybody can find the markers, the paper clips, and whatever else is in your junk drawer. I won't tell you what's in my junk drawer because it might be a little embarrassing. <laughs> But how are you doing with your homeschooling, Mama? If you are looking for some coaching, if you're looking for someone to come alongside you while you are homeschooling, you can check out the link in the show notes or send me an email. I would love to hear directly from you. You can always reach me at Lee, spelled L-E-I-G-H, at littlebylittlehomeschool.com. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.